How to meet the needs of a woman. Hello, my wonderful friends. This is Joseph Helen here, coming to you again with this episode that deals with the needs of a woman. Yesterday, or in my last episode, I talked to you about how to meet the needs of a man. And I gave you four points. Number one being respect that must be communicated and acted on. And number two was information that men rely, relish, eat, sleep, information. They love to be informed. And if you withdraw information or defer information, or if you postpone information, you're torturing a man. Men just can't live in a place where they don't know what's going on. Why? Because of their leadership position in the family. A leader needs to know what's going on so that he can make the right decisions about the future. Okay. And then, of course, number three was food. Feed the man. All right. Remember, sin got into the world in the Garden of Eden through food. So <laughs> the devil took charge of the Garden of Eden and the entire universe just by simply serving Eve with fruit salad. You see, so <laughs> if the devil could mess up the entire universe through food, you can do so much by feeding that man that's in your life. In fact, when you eat together, you develop something called salt covenant. And the salt covenant, according to the Bible, is a covenant of friendship forever. That's the reason why people love each other. They tend to eat a lot together. This is the reason people go on dates, lunches, dinners, breakfast, coffee dates and all that. It's always about food, 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 food. There's a way food connects hearts of people together. You see, you can't eat with somebody that you're angry with. Your appetite will be gone. You can only eat with somebody that you feel comfortable with and that you feel that there's a connection with. And then number four, of course, for men is sexual intercourse. All right. Now, um, I'm not going to go back to that. You know, that's the second episode in this series about relationships. So please go back to it. And um, if you haven't listened to it, then just go to the second, the second episode on the series of relationships and you will find the, uh, the explanation on how to meet the needs of a man there. Okay, I'm dealing with the needs of a woman in this third episode. Now, the interesting thing about ladies is that they only have one need. <laughs> you may say, what? But ladies are so detailed about romance and about love and things like that. Yes, they are detailed, but their need can only be defined or summarized by just one word. It's called love or loveliness. There's only one need a woman has, and that is love or loveliness. Do you love me? If you can answer that question in words and in actions, then you're meeting the needs of a woman. Do you love me? You see, men have four. A woman has only one, loveliness. Yeah. If you can make her lovely, if you can make her feel lovely, you've met all her needs. You see, I'm going to break it down and I'm going to explain it to you in greater details. Okay. So in the life of a woman, there is a lot of emotional connection to things. When a woman is working, she works with her heart. A man can work with his mind and detach the rest of himself from that work. And that's the reason why if a man is fired, he just, he'll, he'll feel, of course, sad for a short while, and then he'll just move on to another place. A man can move from a certain neighborhood and just live in another neighborhood without much of a problem. But a lady might say, oh, I'm going to miss the nursery school where my children attended. I'm going to miss my church. I'm going to miss my friends. I'm going to miss my salon. 
I'm going to miss the grocery store where I used to buy things. I'm going to miss my neighbors and all that. Because she adapts to her environment. And having adapted to her environment, she begins to live connected to that environment and the people within that environment. So her emotions get attached to her environment and the people around there. Okay? And that's the reason why she's not just going to detach herself from people. She will not detach herself from people. I've observed men, for example, if a man is upset with you on Facebook or some other social media, he just blocks you. You know, he can block you, he can block your phone number, block everything. And life goes on. For ladies, it's difficult. You find a lady's uh, falling out with somebody, but she still has connection with that person. And that's the reason why sometimes it's so easy for ex people to return to the lives of women because the connection is much deeper than that of a man the connection is much much deeper why because her connection to people and her connection to her environment is based on love she loves and she empathizes she loves with her heart she feels for her environment and feels for the people within that environment. And this is the reason why God gives her the privilege of being a mother, because she can feel for the child. She can raise this helpless being up to the point where the helpless being is independent of any extra need for help. That's something that men don't have. They can sire a child, but they don't have the ability to nurture the child to a point where the child is independent of extra help or outside help. A woman, on the other hand, will nurture this child through thick and thin because she is a person who operates on love consistently. And she releases love through her emotions, through her feelings. You see, this is the reason why if you criticize a woman's work, for example, she feels like she's the one being criticized because she's connected to everything she does. Her emotions are connected to everything she does. If you mistreat a woman's child, even if the child is wrong, let's say, for example, you reprimand a woman's child harshly. Even if the child is wrong, she will defend the child. She's not going to defend uh, the, the truth or the fact around the way the child behaved. She'll defend the fact that this is my child. You see, this is the reason why a mother, for example, might have a child who is misbehaving. But she doesn't see the misbehavior. She knows it's there. But that's not how she relates to that child. She relates to the child based on her emotional attachment. And that emotional attachment is the path through which she dispenses her love to that person. So her need is love. If you can love this woman, you're meeting her needs. People always think that a woman's number one need is money. That's not true. Money is important. In fact, the Bible says that money answers all things. So yes, both men and women need money. But that's not the number one need of a woman. Number one need of a woman is, am I lovely? Can you answer that question? Am I lovely? Do you love me? If you can answer that question, then you're meeting the needs of a woman and you're meeting her needs significantly. Okay, so how should a man do this? It's so simple. You see, I've told you time and time again, that uh, I get information, inspiration from the Word of God, from the Bible. That's where I get wisdom from. Now, the Bible says, Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ has loved the church and has given himself for her, that he may wash her with the washing of water by the Word. That he may wash her with the washing of water by the Word. So, husbands, number one, love your wives. Now, the word love there is called agape in Hebrew. Not Hebrew, but Greek. Agape in Greek, okay? 
in Hebrew it's Ahab, A-H-A-B, Ahab. So husbands, love your wives, agape your wives, or Ahab your wives, even as Christ has loved, agape the church and given himself for her. So here we are, we are dealing with a situation where a man is supposed to love a woman who is not perfect, a woman who makes mistakes. Otherwise, why would she be washed? You only wash something that needs to be cleaned up. So it means that when a woman comes into your life as a gentleman, she comes in with blemishes. She comes in with certain things that need to be improved and certain things that need to be changed. Now, she might be the most intelligent person in your country. She might even be the judge of, of your Supreme Court or something. She might be a top lawyer. She might be a top preacher. She might be the greatest business person within your society but when it comes to relationships that have to do with family male female relationship if it comes to that then she will present certain things that a man needs to wash that does not mean that a man doesn't have faults it doesn't mean that a man doesn't have problems but you see you've got to appreciate that there is protocol there's leadership within the family and the man is the head of the woman even as Jesus is the head of the church so wherever you go you'll always find there's a leader somewhere if you are not going to submit yourself to protocol or to leadership structures then that's that's what's called um, cacophony you know that is that is just a total mess you see there is no way you you can you can have a civilization that is progressive and successful without leadership and very well-defined leadership. So the family must have well-defined leadership and that leadership is under the man. The man is the one that leads the family. Now, that does not make him the most important member of the family because the Bible also says that, that we need to esteem others better than our, ourselves. So the person who is in leadership must then esteem the people under him better than himself. That, that's how you love a woman. When you esteem her better than yourself. Her number one need. Number two need. Her number three need. Number four need. Number five, number 10, number 20, number 1 million is love. Love me, love me, love me, love me. And if you love somebody, you give yourself for that person. When they make a mistake, then you have to take responsibility for that mistake. When you love somebody, you have to take responsibility for their mistakes. That, now, that does not mean they're off the hook. You see, when you take responsibility for mistakes as a leader, you are showing the people under your leadership that people need to take responsibility for their mistakes. So you lead by example. You take responsibility. The buck stops with you. You understand? Now, when the buck stops with you, the people under your leadership will learn that the buck also stops with them. So this chain reaction keeps going like a domino effect. All right? So if you take charge... And you begin to solve the problems that people under you have uh, caused. Yeah? If you begin to rectify the mistakes they've made, they will start doing the same to those under them. And there's going to be a chain reaction of a group of people who just know how to handle each other's mistakes. So when this woman comes into your life and she's also beautiful with sparkling eyes and lips that have been uh, painted red with nice lipstick and her nails are looking so beautiful and her hair is glistening in the sun and she has this angelic voice and this beautiful smile that causes the sun to shy away because of the brightness of her smile. All that is glorious. But see, the Bible also says that 
that charm is deceptive and beauty is fleeting. That if somebody's charming physically, it's deceptive because a time will come when you'll get used to that look and you'll no longer be excited about it. And beauty also is what? Fleeting. It doesn't remain because your eyes will get used to seeing the beauty. And once your eyes are used to something, you no longer, you no longer think so highly about that thing. Let's, let me just give you a good example. When you buy a brand new Rolex watch, for example, you can't keep your eyes off it. All right? Because it's so beautiful and so pricely. It's so expensive. It's such a beautiful thing to have. But I'm telling you, after just one week, the only reason you'll be looking at that watch is to know what time it is. And the only other time its value will come to your mind is when somebody makes a comment about it. When somebody says, wow, you've got such a beautiful watch. And you say, oh, thanks. You, you buy the most expensive car. And oh, you, you have to keep walking around it, wiping it, and looking after it. After some time, the only reason you'll be using the car is to move from point A to B. In fact, you'll always be wanting to get your destination so quickly instead of staying in the car because it's so amazing and so beautiful. Now, I'm not in any way comparing a woman to a car or comparing a human being to a watch. I'm giving you these as similitude, examples that can help you understand how beauty can be fleeting and how charm can be deceptive. It reaches a point where the beauty hasn't gone, it's just that you're used to it. Why do you get used to it? So that you can move to a higher level of relating. You cannot relate based on how handsome somebody is and how beautiful someone is. You must relate at a higher level. There are higher things in life. There are higher needs that people present rather than, oh, I've got the most beautiful woman in my life. You see, this is the reason why a man can have a very beautiful woman and they break up with that woman and she goes for one who is not as beautiful because beauty was not his original need. Neither was beauty the woman's best presentation in the relationship. So a man, having noticed that the beauty is no longer exciting him anymore, must now rise to a higher level by looking for the needs of this woman and meeting them. And when you meet the needs of any human being, you get the highest level of fulfillment. Meeting needs and helping people with their weaknesses and their failures. Helping people in areas where they might be making mistakes. So if you take this woman and help her with her weaknesses, if you help her with communication, because you're the leader of the family, if you help her with presenting things, doing things in a certain way, if you notice that she's not good in a certain field, help her out. If she doesn't know how to handle certain things, help her out. If you're a good cook and she isn't, help her with cooking. If she, um, if you know how to do interior decorating, decorating the home so well and she doesn't know it, help her with that and train her. Women are such wonderful students if you just know how to teach them and train them. And I'm talking about intelligent people. I'm not talking about somebody who comes into your life and they don't know a thing. No, I'm talking about somebody who might be a leader in the market in business but in family they might not know certain things just like you as a man you might not know everything so you both of you need to be taught but the leader must take the responsibility so a woman's need is love now how is this dispensed teach her train her okay don't criticize her if you find that she's making certain mistakes please show her how to rectify them and be a patient teacher because some things take much longer to get than others so some things might take a whole year you've got to be patient you said you wanted to be a husband so love her the way christ loves the church the reason god has not burnt the whole world though a lot of people are not following him is because it's a patient god his loving kindness and mercies endure forever he's patient in fact, the Bible says that it's long-suffering towards those who don't believe because he doesn't want anybody to go to hell. He wants everybody to get eternal life. He's not out to punish. He's not out to banish. 
He's out to rescue, he's out to save. For this purpose was the Son of Man revealed so that he may seek and save those who are lost, not, not, not seek and punish those who are lost. So the Bible says that the responsibility of a man over the woman is the same as the responsibility of Jesus over the church. So Jesus seeks to save. So you man, the best way to love a woman is to seek to save. When you find her, save her from her problems, from her fears, from her worries, from her misgivings. Sometimes she's not so confident about certain things. Bring forth that confidence by speaking so. Tell her, you are beautiful. I love you. A woman cannot hear enough of the word I love you. That's the same way. A man cannot hear enough of I respect you. So what a man takes as respect is what a woman takes as love. You've got to tell her, I love you, honey. I love you, sweetie. I love you, sweetheart. I love you, baby. I love you. Say it. Text it. Sing it. Dance it. Act it, do it, look like it, okay? I love you. Write it, craft it, I love you. That's her need. It's her need number one. And having loved her, you have now to deal with her weaknesses. You must not criticize her because she's weak, because her weakness is yours. See, the Bible says, no man yet ever hated his own flesh. But your woman is flesh of your flesh and bones of your bones. That a man does not hate his flesh but nourishes the, his flesh. So it's your work as a man to nourish the woman. Nourish her. Build her up. Help her to grow in areas where she's weak. Don't criticize. Don't say useless woman. Don't say look at how clumsy you are. What are these things that are married? Because a lot of men talk carelessly like that. That's an irresponsible man who should not have anything to do with any woman I tell you. A man must do what Jesus does to the church. Be patient. Do the teaching. And then wash her with words. Women love to be lavished with words. Say all the beautiful things about her. Describe her from head to toe. That's how you love a woman. Talk about her hair and stay there. Talk about the length of her hair. If her hair is short and curly, say it's short and curly and beautiful. Compare it to something that you like. If her hair is long with beautiful strands, then describe her hair as, you know, the way the, the hair looks long and, and has beautiful strands and describe the color because ladies love details. So go into details and then, then describe her eyelashes and then describe her eyeshadow and then the blush and go ahead and describe the mascara and go ahead and describe her lipstick and the highlights of the lipstick or the lip gloss. Go ahead and describe her her cheeks and her chin and, and her ears and her neck. Describe her from hair all the way down to her toes. Talk about the way she's done her pedicure and her manicure. Those things matter to women. They're not useless things. They matter to women. That's the reason why men get attracted to women who have done their makeup, who look beautiful, who are well-dressed and well-groomed. You get that? So when she does it, describe it. That's called lavishing her with words. That's called washing her with the water of the word. You're using water to wash her. And as you speak to her that way, she starts to look like your words. A woman actually takes after the image of the words that you speak. So if you speak certain negative words to a woman, she becomes just that. You see, whatever you give to a woman, she somewhat enhances it and then presents it back to you you know, at a higher level, she gets a little sperm and then she produces a baby out of it. Anything you give to a woman, there's a way she's going to, to enhance its value. She's going to cause the value to go much higher. Then she'll present the same thing back to you. So if you tell her you're beautiful, she's going to become that beauty. 
Yeah, I've seen this. You know, in my circle of operation and influence, I'm always telling people positive things. And the more I speak those things, the more they take after those words. So a woman might come who is unkempt. She doesn't do her hair, doesn't do her lips. Her lips are cracked. She's not really careful about uh, grooming and all that. But I begin to say, you're a beautiful lady. You are wonderful. You're gorgeous. You know, always speaking those words. Then you find a week later, she started using lip balm because of the words she's heard. Shortly, she has some lipstick. The next thing you know, she starts working on her wardrobe. Before you know it, she starts buying new shoes. She starts working on her body. But if nobody tells her that she's beautiful, she'll just walk around in sackcloth, you know. She'll just be wearing jeans throughout, jeans and t-shirts. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, jeans and t-shirts, jeans, jeans and t-shirts all the time. But the moment you start saying, wow, you're looking beautiful, you're wonderful, look at that hair, then she'll go to the salon because she talked about her hair. So this is how this is what we call loving a woman. That need is called love. Now, you cannot love somebody without providing for them. Because the Bible says, For God so loved the world that he gave. Now, provision does not mean that she's poor. Even if she's richer than you, she'll still appreciate when you give her something, when you give her attention, when you give her time, when you give her gifts. They don't have to be expensive because she is an emotional being and she's attached to her environment. She adapts to her environment through emotion, which is the pathway, the conduit of her love. So if you give her chocolate, that's worth just a few dollars, for example. Let's say two dollars. Yeah, you've bought chocolates, above chocolates worth $2. She'll be so grateful because you're giving to her. Love and giving go together. So don't think, oh, but she already has all the money. If I buy her chocolate worth $2, it, will, it won't mean a thing to her. Oh, yes, it will mean something to her, especially if you do it with a genuine, sincere heart. That's how you take care of a woman. So speak words that encourage her, words that build her up. If she's working, tell her you are intelligent, you are amazing, you are hardworking, you are resourceful. The same, same words we were speaking about men in the last episode. Women also love to hear those words. Praise works for a woman. Affirmation works for a woman. Believe in her. When she doubts herself, say, hey, come on, I believe in you. You can do this. You can make it. If things are difficult at work, tell her, honey, I'm here for you. I'm going to bring you lunch. I'm going to pick you up. You don't need to drive to work. I will look after you. Go out of your way. That's how to love a woman. And when you do that, she's going to change. Even if she's the most difficult person you ever met, you'll see her putting in effort to change. You know, sometimes I look at my wife and, you know, tears just come out of my eyes because I can see her reading certain things. It's, she's putting in some effort to improve herself and it touches me so deeply because of some words I've spoken over her. You can see she's building herself up in a certain area. She's reading certain books, watching certain videos. You know, she's improving herself. She's working on certain things that we've discussed. It's just so amazing and so wonderful. Relationships can be so beautiful if you use the wisdom that God has given you. So ladies and gentlemen, when you're dealing with a woman, uh, any woman, even your own mother or your daughter, please use this word. Be kind. Be beautiful. Be nice. Okay? Be polite. Don't be rude. Ladies don't like rudeness. 
be kind. Don't be rude to other people as well. They don't like it when you're kind to them, but rude to other people. They like consistency and they like security. Make her secure. Tell her there's nothing you can ever do that I cannot forgive. I'm here to forgive you the same way Jesus has forgiven me. If you treat a woman like that, she's going to blossom as the most beautiful plumage you've ever seen. I tell you, it can be so amazing and so wonderful if you just know these things. You see, the Bible says that husbands dwell with your wives with understanding because they are the weaker vessel. Now, the word weaker there does not mean that they are weak and feeble and helpless. No, it means tender. They are the tender vessel that dwell with them with understanding, giving honor to her. The word honor there is time in Greek. I'm talking about, you know, 1 Peter 3 verse 7. Giving honor to the, to the wife because she's a tender vessel. The word honor there is putting value to, adding or increasing her value. So if she was intelligent, make her much more intelligent. If she was beautiful, make her much more beautiful by your words and by your actions and by your money. By encouragement. If you don't have money yet, you have words. You have a tongue. You can speak. Ladies feed on words. They want to hear more and more and more and more. So be a talking person. I see most men tend to keep quiet. You're robbing a woman of life when you're quiet. Speak to her. She also wants to know what's going on in your life. She wants to know everything about your life. A woman wants the detail of everything. I woke up in the morning and I had my breakfast. Oh, it was a, a cup of coffee and a nice sandwich and you see uh, details and after that I went and and uh, brushed my teeth or something and got into the car and drove and there was so much traffic that's what a lady likes detail and, uh, and then I got to the office oh my boss was upset with me but I sorted the matter out and then I sat at my desk and I did my work and then took a tea break that's what a woman wants I know that might be like a tall order to a lot of men but you practice be like Jesus he became everything for us the Bible says though he was a king equal to God, he made himself of no reputation for the sake of the church. So a man must make himself of no reputation for the sake of the woman. You get that? She needs to be loved. She must be loved. She was created to be loved. All right? Even the same way as you as a man were created to be respected. Are you getting it? So you move on that way. Details, details. And then I went for lunch and all that. Now I'm, I'm here all for you. She has to be in the biggest picture in your life. I'm here all for you. Yeah. How was your day? And when she speaks, give her time. Let her talk. Let her speak. You know, listening. Women love it when somebody's out there to listen. When you're willing to listen. It's one beautiful way of loving a woman to listen to her. Even if she's not making sense. If she's not making sense, that's your fault. Because you ought to teach her how to make sense to you. Maybe she makes sense at work, but she's not making sense to you. So show her how to make sense to you. And oh, they are so adaptable. Ladies are so adaptable. She will adapt to it and she will learn it. That's why a woman can live with a horrible man for 30 years. She just adapts to his horrible behavior. That's not a good thing though. We, we shouldn't be horrible. Gentlemen, never be horrible to your woman. All right. So it's as simple as that. A woman's need is love. Love her by saying so. Wash her with beautiful words and give to her. It doesn't have to be something expensive, but keep giving her gifts. Lavish her with gifts and sweet words. And if she has, she's making mistakes, help her to rectify those mistakes. Believe in her and give her security. Don't tell her, I'm going to leave you. If you continue acting like that, a woman wants to be secure so that she can develop herself to, to be the person that you want her to be and the person she aspires to be herself. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening to me. Please share this with your friends. 
friends. Okay, share this with your friends. And while at it, please favorite it. There is a star there that you can click on so that every time I release a new episode, it comes right to you. So go to the favorite button and just click on it. All right. And then uh, listen to this over and over again. I love you guys so very much. Okay. For men, they want to hear, I respect you. Yes, gentlemen, I respect you. And you ladies, I love you so very much. Okay. There are different types of love. I'll be talking about them in uh, future episodes so that you get to know what love I should give to a woman and what love I should give to a man, what love I should give to my brother, what love I should give to my sister, what love I should give to my workmates, church members, and people like that. Okay, there are different types of love so that so that you don't start thinking that when I tell you I love you, it's something sexual because most people associate love with sex. That's why they talk about love making. So when you tell a woman I love you, she starts thinking you want to sleep with me. No, that's not the case. There are different types of love and we need to know which ones to dispense to who. And I'll be teaching you about those ones as we go along. Have a wonderful time. I look forward to talking to you again in the next episode. My name is Joseph Hellot. I'm your friend and I'm here to empower you and to change your life and to make your life much more beautiful. In fact, my, my aim is to make your life enjoyable. Okay? To make your life enjoyable. All right? So go ahead and enjoy yourself. Bye-bye.